You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Last Ship After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Last Ship After Show. Hey guys, welcome into the last shift last shift after show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for joining us for the pilot episode, season one, episode one. It is entitled Phase Six. I'm your host Bobby Demiro, joined by my lovely panel today, Monsi, Marina, and Charlotte. Ladies, hello. Hi. Hello. What's up? How are you guys doing today? What did you think of the show? Before we get into this stuff, we've got a lot to cover, a couple things to plug. But broad question first. Do we like it so far? Yes. I really like it. 100%. Okay. Well, that's good. Then we're going to have a fun after show these next couple weeks. Before we get there, don't forget, you guys, we've been talking about it a lot on the shows the last few weeks here at AfterBuzz. Maria's new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, How I Lost 40 Pounds and Kept It Off, and How You Can Too, is in stores right now. It was out June 3rd. I believe right now today it is number nine on the New York Times bestseller list. It has been as high as number three, so it's doing very well. If you haven't picked up a copy yet if this is your kind of thing nutrition and fitness and exercise and really a sustainable plan for all those things this is a great option it'd make a great gift i'm just saying ladies you all missed my birthday it was june 5 (laughs) didn't get anything from any of you so i didn't know you then no yeah that's a great excuse that's cool that's a great excuse this is on amazon barnes and noble wherever books are sold all right I'm just going to ignore that birthday thing and, and move right along. <laughs> Happy belated. I'll get it for, for Christmas. Though. Thanks. Now we're talking. Just wait. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this show now. Uh, uh, kind of a thriller. Marina, you mentioned it's like watching a movie. And that's probably what we're going to get every week. It's an action movie every week. Not as much character development as you may see in some other shows. And that's cool, depending on what you want and what you're looking for. But this one was kind of high-octane from the start. And in the start, we see they touch down in Egypt, and we see what's going on with a virus. We meet Dr. Scott in the helicopter looking over Egypt. uh, And we learn that, you know, very broadly, spots come, and two days later, people start dying. So we know something's going on there. And I don't know about you guys, but... Early on, the first couple scenes to me were a mix of like Walking Dead and Independence Day. You know? Yeah, Am I crazy? Yeah. No, that's how I felt. I thought, are there going to be zombies because they look like them? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it was not the case, which is okay. <laughs> but um, we don't find out until later in the episode what it actually is and how fast it's spreading and that it's airborne. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, the second, and we see later in the episode when Frankie mm-hmm. loses his masks and it happens or whatever, he's he's a goner. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about this now. This this virus and this disease. We have Rachel meeting Chandler, and we know that Doctor Scott is dealing with the disease. We know she's dealing with the disease. But when she first meets uh, Tom Chandler, when she first meets Captain Chandler, she doesn't tell him that. No. She Why? tells him she's studying birds or ducks or birds. Why? I mean, I understand the severity of the disease. Maybe right. you don't want to tell him everything, but why not just say 
were studying a disease. Why lie to the captain? Didn't she say she had orders from the White House mm-hmm. to not say anything? Yeah, I think she was told that she wasn't allowed to say what she was trying to uncover and help save everyone and find a vaccine um, or find what needs to be put in the vaccine because it's it just seemed like it was the when she was forced to tell him she really didn't want to. It seemed like she had no other choice. Yeah, had to, but wasn't supposed to. Now, to to his credit, I don't know, and we'll talk about their relationship in a little bit, but to his credit, he seems, especially at the start, very patient and very cool with her coming aboard. I would imagine that a military commander runs a very tight ship, no pun intended, runs a very (laughs) tight ship, and and when there's a little bit of a difference, is like, okay, I don't want to deal with this, I can't do it. He seemed pretty good from the start. She's going to wear out her welcome, but he seemed pretty open from the start, which I think establishes him to us as a relatively sympathetic character. And we see more later on in the episode with his family to learn that, hey, Chandler seems like a pretty good guy to us. Yeah, Yeah, I think he came off as a good guy right away. I think there was no doubt. I had no doubt in my mind that he was a good guy and he wasn't the the tight, uptight person that you would expect from um, a commander. That's In my mind, I would expect somebody who was ordering everyone around just running like no pun intended a tight ship yeah. you know yeah. um but that's not what he came across at all does it, does it have to do because he's hunky and you guys yes. just like <laughs> mcsteamy yeah. was mcsteamy last night <laughs> that is <laughs> for sure <laughs> i agree i never thought anything negative of him instantly from the beginning i was like oh he kind of has similar qualities that we've seen before mm-hmm. in his previous credits well, but I, I liked him. I, I did like him. I'm not going to lie. At times when he would get mad, I was like, hmm, maybe I just want to see you make out with somebody instead. <laughs> but I, I liked him the whole way. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, he's definitely easy on the eyes. And, <laughs> and he's very nice to everyone. Even when, you know, the ship loses power, he's the one who goes and holds the fuse in there and gets shocked. To, yeah, he wouldn't yeah. let anyone else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it really shows what a good person he is and what a good captain, you know, taking the initiative to, to do so. Well, he's a good captain now and he's a good person now. But when things start getting desperate three <laughs> episodes from now, we'll see the real people come out, you know, when it gets difficult. We'll That's see. That's true. Uh, okay. I don't want to talk about the Russians yet. I know that we have the, the helicopters and that big firefight and stuff. So let's hold off on that. But know that it happened as we go through with this virus and stuff. And really, what's going on with the virus at this point, after that firefight, after some of the information is released and what's going on is Rachel and um, and Chandler have this kind of uh, come-to-Jesus moment, I guess you'd say, about the virus. And Chandler finally asks her what's going on. She tells him it's in phase six, which apparently is a bad thing in the name of this episode, that 80% of the world has the virus and that, you know, it's pretty much over for everybody. And this ship is one of the last places that they know of that doesn't have anything and he starts to understand what's going on and i think when he really understands what's going on is when the president shows mm-hmm. up but it's not the president she was the speaker of the house, of the house. Mm-hmm. and the president died and then the vice president died mm-hmm. and then he finally understands a she's not researching birds obviously but b this is literally dead serious we can't yeah. necessarily go home and we have to find a different way out of this and then we're going to see now maybe down the road how good of a leader he really is with something like this yeah, and that was why he was, she was so adamant that she wouldn't leave to go back on the boat until she had what she needed. And the the assistant, who we find out is a Russian, he wanted, he was like, come on, let's just go. We need to go. And obviously that's why he didn't really, I don't think he truly cares about the, the experiment. Yeah. I didn't even think about that last night, but you're right. He was very, just let's go, drop yeah. everything, who cares? Yeah. It seems to me that if you were actually interested 
in saving the world, that's probably not the way you would react to this situation. But that is interesting that you said that. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I thought he was bad from the beginning, but I didn't catch on to how he just wanted to get out of there. Yeah, you would think a doctor's assistant of this huge case that he would be just as into it, if not more because he's the mm-hmm. assistant, than the doctor, but that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, with this guy, if 80% of the world is already gone because of this virus or this disease... You don't... Do you have country allegiances anymore? I'm not saying he's like a Russian spy. We'll Mm -hmm. see about that down the road, whatever it is. Just because he's speaking Russian doesn't necessarily mean... But it's kind of an indicator. Right. Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, But either way, do you still have country allegiances? Why are countries wasting their time fighting each other? Why are the helicopters even there fighting them when 80% of the world's already dead? Who cares? I think being on the ship, you don't know that. But as the Speaker of the House said, we have no enemies. We have no allies. We Nobody has anybody. But maybe being on that ship, you don't know how bad it's turned. So, but why the helicopters then? Why does the ship get attacked? But you know what? I'm just... Can I say something? Um, When they're showing the news reports, they're watching them on TV. They made it very clear. One of the reports were the Americans are hiding the cure. Yeah. Which... I could see why other countries would think that at the time, you know, if Rachel, she's an American and she's doing this. So I think people are rebelling against Americans. So that might be a reason. Gotcha. I think they want the cure and they want to get on the boat, kill everyone so they can get the cure. And I don't necessarily know if those helicopters were Russians. How do we really know that? I, I mean, it said they said yeah. that, yeah. but what if it's not? It I mean, could not be, yeah. Because You're of right. the way, at that point, they thought it was Russians, but they didn't know what was happening in the world. Yeah, true. So maybe they're not even the Russians. And, and it's mentioned later that it's not technically the Russians, but it's a rogue band of Russian mm-hmm. people. Right. So their allegiance may not be necessarily Russia, but just finding a cure, or finding mm-hmm. the right. thing for the virus or whatever. So you're right. Um, Okay, so Chandler, let's talk about the news scene because Chandler learns everything on the news, learns the stuff about, A, how they may not make it across the Atlantic, they may not be able to get home, uh, and B, more importantly, you can't reach anybody at home, people may not be there, no one knows who's around. How do you deal with something like that? If you're in a boat and you have radio silence for, what, four months in the first place, all this stuff happens, and then you come back and they're like, no, your your whole family's gone. Sorry. That's, that's quite a four seconds. I mean, I think... Especially the Navy, they're so well-trained. They're put through the worst situations ever during the training. I don't know if you guys have ever watched any of the Navy training or the Navy Navy SEALs and what they actually do. It's, it's very even disturbing for me. <laughs> and so I think they're very mentally strong to deal with situations like this. Not that, you know, it wouldn't affect them because it's their family and their loved ones. But... I think they know how to react and they know how to control their emotions pretty well. Um, so exactly. that helps. They're, they're taught to control their emotions and, and not necessarily mask them, but they kind of have to. And it's kind of just like being a doctor and being a cop and a fireman. You have to become immune to somewhat your feelings to be able to deal with what you're seeing. And I think that's kind of what they have to do. And it's Frankie, that guy Frankie, who loses his mask, gets the blood on him, and gets sick. His feeling, even though he's emotional, he's like, it's mission first. I'm a goner, mm-hmm. so I'm going to just kill myself because you guys can't help me. So it's that idea that even though it's difficult, the mission comes first. And if the mission for them, as tough as it is, is to stay out on the ocean, over the open ocean, another few months after the first four months, then the mission comes first. And yeah. they can't worry about it that much. We do see just a little crack in the armor when Tom Chandler sees the video from his wife and when he mm-hmm. sees his kids, which we'd expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have to humanize him a little bit because if we didn't, it would just be that, just the Navy, just sterile, which would make for a good action movie. 
but we have to develop it a little bit. We right. need to see that. Absolutely, especially because we need a tie to, you know, the country, to America, to their families, and there's not much communication besides what's going on in the boat. So I think they need those little things every once in a while to to make it bigger than just oh it's the boat the boat the boat and everything that is going on in there. Yeah. Right, and I think we can expect to see people starting to lose their mind a little bit. I agree. Right yeah. now, they have to put on a strong face for themselves, for the country. They probably mm-hmm. feel that they are the only ones left to really help the world survive. But if you know, imagine four months from now, like I think we'll start to see some of them not be able to keep it together and maybe lose it a little on the ship. And not only that, but how many bad things can happen in one episode to this ship? You've got the Russians or whoever it was, those helicopters fighting them. You have the nuclear bomb. Oh, yeah. That's like an over... That's like an uh, an afterthought for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a nuclear bomb, too. you got the nuclear bomb. You've got the virus. You've got... Maybe you don't have enough to make it across the Atlantic. Like, right. the hits keep on coming. I think that's what I loved the most about this episode. I thought, <laughs> at first... the the first five, ten minutes, I was like, mm, this might be a little slow. And then as soon as the helicopters came, bam. That well, was it. It's Michael Bay. Of, yeah. The rest <laughs> of the episode was just like, one thing after another. It was insane. Insane. I loved it. How about that scene on the Italian ship with everybody dead? Ugh. Did you notice how people were dying, too? It wasn't like a virus or something and you just kind of go limp and die for the most part. But people were dying with their arms out, dying in weird ways. Right, it's like yeah. they were frozen in it, whatever though. movement they were yeah. in, yeah. Not meaning to the people that were actually in the freezers. No, oh yeah, besides God. them. Yes. Yes. Besides Rats. them. <laughs> yeah, besides them. The regular people are frozen. What do you yeah. make of the people in the freezers? That ship, to me, based on what, what it looked like, and we don't know, but based on what it looked like, that Italian ship looks like they tried to do what the Navy ship, the Nathan James, inadvertently did. And they said, if we can get off America and take a ship, We'll be safe on the ocean. And let's just get a bunch of people who don't have the disease. And I don't know what happened if, like, one person got on that had the disease and everybody yeah. died. But you could see they had the beds laid out, the cots mm-hmm. laid out like a hospital. Yeah. So they were clearly understanding this and preparing for it and trying yeah. to care for people. And they just got overwhelmed. Yeah, completely. I think probably at the start, people didn't realize that as soon as one person has it, it's airborne and everyone in the room gets right. it. Or everyone in that area gets it, which is the most scary part. After I watched the show, I was like, oh my gosh, can I go outside? <laughs> right, yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, this this episode made me feel a little uncomfortable. I thought of I thought of World War Z with Brad Pitt. That's what oh, I thought. Yeah. I was like, this is so similar to that, how there's a virus. I was like, are they going to come back to life? What are they going to do? I hope it's not zombies at any point. I hope that they, they don't ever come back because I don't want zombies. I agree. It's too yeah. many of those. Too many too of those. Much, yeah. Yeah. I li- but I like the way it's going. But I, I agree. I felt very uneasy. I was like, what if this happened? What would I do in this situation? <laughs> yeah. I sat there and I was like, mm, no. Well, I'd probably to, do what Frankie did. Not to, <laughs> not to scare you guys, but people are using chemical warfare around the world right now. Mm-hmm. So, and it's obviously not to this extent, but right. hey, who knows? I mean, who knows? This is, everything like this is based in truth. Yeah. So. Completely. Yeah. And like the nuclear nuclear bomb, that yeah. was insane. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what that was. I wonder if we're gonna figure out later on if that was on purpose. You know, trying to kill a bunch of people that had the virus. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Because and and then so casually, almost the nuclear bomb goes off. They realize it's going over them and not to them. But then it goes over them. It detonates, and then one of the guys is like, "Yeah, well, we have nuclear radiation coming our way, so we got to move." And you're like, oh, right. yeah, of course we do. Why wouldn't we? Because everything else is going wrong. Why yeah. wouldn't we have nuclear radiation? Of course. Uh, let's talk Frankie. 
Frankie loses his mask. They're they're going to get gear on that Italian ship, and Frankie falls down the stairs, running way too fast. Don't run on the stairs. Come With on, those kid. outfits on. Yeah. And over dead bodies already. Yeah. Don't run on the stairs. But he falls, loses his mask, and he's a goner. Um, Immediately t- stops bleeding. Yeah. Immediately. And well, I, I, took was, it, yeah. I took it was blood from somebody else. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. I thought so, too, that he fell yeah. that guy that was on, on the that. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But he just knew that uh, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, especially when he realized he had blood. It was like it even he even realized it more. He was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, there's really no." Chance. No, he said immediately. Yeah. He tried to put his mask on. Then he was like, "It's already off." Yeah, like I'm done. Like I'm done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a tough thing to do, but a smart guy. The fact that his coworker, his coworker, his his <laughs> fellow uh, soldier, his fellow cadet. What, what are Navy people called? Soldiers, cadets, sailors. sailors. Uh, Just sailors. Thank you. Okay, it's that simple. Sailors. I thought there was a better name. Sailors. His fellow <laughs> sailor. Wants him to come back on the ship and get quarantined or whatever. And I'm thinking when it happened, no, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. how the Italian ship, that's how everybody died. Don't do that. Yeah. Right. Idiot. But I mean, there's emotion involved. So that I'm shows the sensitive side. Exactly. That they're not just immune. Yeah. 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 But I even thought getting the food off the ship was a little... Iffy. I don't right. even think I would want the food. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, canned, right? Everything that they grabbed was mostly canned. Yeah. Yeah, but even so, because that's what I, at first yeah. I was like, well, the food's going to be open. The food's going to have it, going to be contaminated. But then it was in cans. But even so, if it's airborne, surely it would be on everything. Right. I don't know. I have no idea. It's Let's not like hope a, not. I know. Yeah, well, that would be an interesting way to go. But they weren't taking food from, like, the buffet platter. No. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't taking, like, cheeses Not and grapes food. and stuff like that. <laughs> So we've got a nuclear missile. We've got that they can't even maybe not go home because they don't have enough gas. Frankie's already dead. Um, and then Rachel Scott knows how to stop it because she has the primordial thing. Blood. Yeah, she's got the primordial virus here. Mm-hmm. And she thinks she knows how to stop it. First question with her stopping it. What do you make of them to find the primordial potion of the virus? They were just digging in the snow. Yeah, I didn't was get it. it. Was it hanging out in the snow? What did they pull it off of? Did we ever see enough of what they were pulling the virus from? No. All no. I saw was a hole in the snow, and they were trying to dig deeper. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were trying to freeze it at one point. I was like, are they trying to bury this thing? That's what I thought. And yeah. then I lost track when the helicopter started flying over them. Yeah. I was like, what? So. <laughs> so, but was it just where the birds have eaten the snow? Is that what it was? Yeah, I don't she, know. She, she meant... What I understood is that the birds were carrying the virus, yeah. so it had to be from wherever they're grabbing their food or something. So, but I don't know what they're looking for specifically because we never saw anything. Yeah, we never yeah. saw anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll certainly find out. I'm just wondering if you're going to do a story about a virus like that. Realistically, the last place it's going to thrive is going to be under the snow yeah. in the yeah. Arctic. I didn't really understand that. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. there's another creature or a thing down there. That we don't know about. That we don't know about. And she mentions it, too. She even says something along the lines of it's replicating, not mutating, which makes it easier to defeat. However, that also shows that that it could have been altered by man. That was Mm -hmm. the thing. It could have been created. It's not just a regular virus, which opens up a whole new can for whatever that means. Um, I can't wait to find that part out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's what happened. I think it was man-made. I agree. I, have a vibe. Yeah, I think it, it was some, something is off and her studies are going to be off. And not just because of that, but because of her assistant, too. Mm-hmm. I think that her studies are just going to be way off. And then she's going to realize maybe this isn't such a natural thing. And yeah. it's going to maybe and take a twist. 
Especially what happened really? when... Really? You mean one episode in, it might take a twist? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to take, like, several what? twists. We're gonna, this, these are, like, mini-movies we're watching every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mini, it's Michael Bay. Come on now. Yeah. I don't think he can contain it that much. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. <laughs> what I was going to say is the assistant was injecting the mouse with something, Yeah, you know, behind Rachel's back. So what is going to happen there? Is, is he going to contaminate the boat, the ship? So, I don't know. Let's talk about that assistant. I want to talk about Rachel and Chandler's relationship, and mm-hmm. I want to talk about those Russians. But let's do the assistant as a transition point, because the last scene we see, he's speaking Russian on the phone or on the satellite phone or whatever. Okay. Tom and the ship, Tom Chandler and the ship, have radio silence. And they have radio capabilities, but they are off, and they're in radio silence for these four months. So, they don't have radio for all intents and purposes. However, Rachel Scott managed to sneak a radio on because mm-hmm. of her things or whatever and so she's been communicating mm-hmm. and she knows what's up and yet her assistant has the same radio or another one to talk to the Russians I'm guessing it's the same one so wouldn't Rachel Scott's people be able to track what's going on with the assistant talking to the Russians you would think yeah well the reason still alive the reason I say this I think it's it would have to be a different one so you have Rachel smuggling on a radio under Chandler's Nose, and then you've got her assistant still smuggling another one under her nose. So it's kind of like smuggle inception. Yeah, (laughs) and it's pretty sad that I mean they all want to speak to their family so much, but they understand. And then Chandler finally realizes that while she's been speaking, yeah, that sucks for all of us (laughs) that she's been able to do that. Like we want to, and yeah, she's been speaking to the um, to the White House, whatever. But still, um, that's something huge to find out. But that, it's a good point. Is she using the same? Is he using the same one or a different one? But I think Rachel would know if there was two. Yeah, didn't it look like it was against able... the wall or something? Does Rachel know he speaks Russian? Oh. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. True. I think Rachel <laughs> might be too into Tom Chandler. Already? No, Already? Hey, let's, let's talk about it. Let's do it. This is it. <laughs> All right. Opening question. I know this is kind of prediction-ish, but I'm just going to ask you guys. Rachel and Tom, do they fall in love this season? From what you see today, I know it's early, but do they fall in love? I hope not. Like, do you feel the tension? Did you guys feel any tension between them? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. They were so, so sassy. It's They're so sassy. You would have tension with McSteamy. Uh, let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope not. But uh, this is, unfortunately, what I think is going to happen is that they're going to be at sea for X amount of time more. He's going to lose his wife and kids. He's going to find out. And then maybe there has to be there has to be a love story. Well, there already is a love story. There's those two other people. What about right. that? Yeah, they were canoodling. Yeah. They were canoodling. <laughs> those sailors. Yes, uh, you're right. There is a love story, but could that really be the main love story of the show? I guess it, I guess we need to know more about them personally. Yeah. We'll know more. But, if, if, but, if their character develops into yeah. bigger characters, then you're right. But and no, then, for right now, you're right in the sense that Tom and, and Rachel have to be the main love yeah. story. They if they're have gonna to. Have one. Yeah. 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 But do you think Tom's family, sorry, is going to die? Because, right, well, eventually I think they will. But right now they're secured. Right. I think they're secured. I don't think this happens very early on. I don't think this love story happens. Mm-hmm. Probably, maybe it's going to be the cliffhanger at the end of season one or something. Like, yeah. I don't think it happens right away. I just think that eventually, yes, that's the love story we're going towards. Yeah. And I think Tom, I think Rachel is rogue. I know that. Her action, she's kind of sassy. She's a little spunky. She's very tough and very smart. So I think when you combine those things, she's probably a little rogue and probably 
she would be the kind of person to push something like that in this situation. I think Tom, while he might be receptive to it down the road, is way too uptight, clean-cut, military, I'm on a mission, Mm -hmm. to even see that sort of stuff. Although the one thing that gives me pause about that is Rachel making the crack about having tea, and Tom lectures her, and then as he's walking away, he says, oh, by the way, you know, I'll take a rain check on the tea. And it's like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. dude. You Whoa, that's flirting and you're married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't know he was married then. Yeah, but he knew. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, he knew. You can't forget that. I think she might um, take advantage of his vulnerability in the end. Yes. um, Of losing his family. Because she's so strong, kind of take control. Interesting. Before we do that and get to predictions, let's talk about Russians, though. So the big fight scene in this was the helicopters and the Russians. And this is where you really felt like you were watching a movie. And, oh, by the way, Michael Bay has a little movie called Transformers coming out pretty soon. Never heard of it. Oh, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's actually not even that popular. It's like an indie thing. Don't worry about it. Um, It's But this is is one of those kind of similar scenes. And I know it's nothing compared to Transformers. But this is a movie action fight. This is like Die Hard, Independence Day, those sort of movies. I'm just waiting for Bill Pullman or Bruce Willis to pop out and do something. Uh, and then what about, okay, what about at the very end, after all these fights have happened, and Chandler rallies the troops, literally, he goes on the boat and tells all the soldiers what's going on and what to expect, and we can't go home, and we're going to, you know, get Mo and stuff like that. That scene, not to make too many comparisons to Independence Day, I'm sorry, it's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, watch it. If you've already watched it, watch it again. That scene reminds me so much of Bill Pullman, the president in Independence Day, talking to the kind of cobbled together fighter pilots you know do you guys remember that i can't say i remember the speech though it's been so long it's unbelievable that whole speech is great i'm sure we have it on audio somewhere (laughs) it doesn't matter it's an amazing speech where he's like this is our independence day you know i remember that part yeah Yeah. this is our independence day (laughs) that's pretty much it we will not go quietly into night we will you know not lay down without a fight i'm sorry keep going no that's about all he knows it all you know it he knows it that's about all i know it i can feel my face getting hot so we'll just move right on he was feeling it he was feeling the words you guys like mcsteamy i like bill pullman okay that's that's the difference between that's fine that's fine difference between the three of us <laughs> all right anything else we are missing on the show um thus far this is a little bit different show a lot of shows on after buzz there's so many different things they do reality they do a lot of stuff a lot of dramas that after buzz does are very character driven are very have a lot of character development and this is an action movie on television so it's it's a different feel to the show and i know we're going to get character development and we need it but thus far we didn't see as much as you would expect in a pilot on this show as you would other pilots. This was action-based. Yeah. And not a bad thing. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, since they had the action. Like I said before, it looked like a movie the whole time. I was like, this doesn't look like a TV show. Not that it's a bad thing. It was very entertaining to watch. But because they packed so much with action, they kind of left the personalities out. Yeah, the story was the, the story definitely didn't develop as much as we would like when it comes to analyzing an episode but let's be real i it, it kept me entertained mm-hmm. i wanted to keep watching it and next thing i know the episode was over and that's how i like that i like being like where did the time go i don't like looking at my watch and being like oh it's 15 more minutes until this is over yeah i don't like feeling, and i didn't feel like that so i like that and i like that there's nothing else on tv like that I agree. everything else is different so is it gonna be successful i don't know i don't know if he can how how, how many weeks can you pull this off in a row well, mm-hmm. they've got ten episodes, so we'll see. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I hope so. I I'm rooting for it. I like it. I hope 
it does it continues to do well these mini action movies we're going to be seeing every week yeah Yeah. all right guys let's do uh well before predictions we've got some news and gossip so monty get on that yeah after buzz tv news well i got the total viewers for last night 5.3 5.3 million for the 9 p.m. showing of The Last Ship. It was the top cable premiere of the summer in key demos. And it outdrew the premiere of Rising Star on ABC. Yeah, I heard, I heard Rising Star didn't do so well. I didn't see it, obviously. I didn't see it, so that's probably why I didn't do so well. The two of us. <laughs> just yeah. the two of us. Did you guys not no. see it? No. Nope. There we go. There you go. <laughs> that's probably why. Uh, and it actually ranks first among, uh, so far among the 2014 cable premieres. It, it had a 1.2 rating in the adults. It's the second highest drama of the month ahead of gang-related crossbones and several others. The, it, it did very, very well. How many total viewers? 5.9? 5.3 for the 9 p.m. showing. I do the Crossbones recap show here on AfterBuzz, and if you watch Crossbones, watch that. It's a pretty good show, but Crossbones on NBC does about 3.5 million every week. So wow. this killed Crossbones. Oh, and wow. And Crossbones ratings are down, and, and they need them to get higher. But this one was very successful. For yeah, I wrote down Crossbones because yeah. I knew you were doing there the AfterBuzz show, but it had other ones. It listed a, a, a several TV shows that it did better than. Mm-hmm. So it, it did really, really well. Then I read this article also on on Michael Bay talking about how this is a mini movie and it's all about action. And in this article, he said that he's thinking about doing a very um, different kind of movie regarding or uh, uh, surrounding the world of elephants. What? what? African elephant. That's like the he's, last thing I expected. Are you I making know. this up? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. And he he claims that he has been constantly thinking about this, so he might move forward. We should we should have played a game. You should have said the quote. I want to do a movie about elephants. I'm constantly thinking about this. Who and then said this? and then you should have said who said it? Michael Bay or like Kanye West. <laughs> that sounds like something Kanye yeah. West would say. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's really doing a movie about elephants. That he said that he has been thinking about it and he can't get it off of his head and that he's probably going to move forward that it is very different, but that's what intrigues him about it. Okay. That it's something very different. We'll yeah. wait and see. We'll wait and see. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm down. Why not? Why not, right? Why not? I love it. Let's go All for right, it. Let's if anyone do, uh, can make it what he can. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good way to look at it. That's yeah. a, if anybody's crazy enough to do a movie about elephants because he's thinking about it all the time, mm-hmm. it's Michael Bay. And it's going to start off a very like nice, pr- picturesque view of elephants, and all of a sudden this fight's going to burst out into explosions. And Yeah, that's Michael Bay. That's yeah. probably what it's going to be. All right. Hey, let's move on to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right, Charlotte, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're our first predictor. Go. I already predicted why well, I, I think I guess I said a few predictions, um, but I do think that that probably will be. I I don't want it to be a, a love interest there, but I think that will be. But I, I agree it might be like a cliffhanger. Um, I think they're going to run out of gas somewhere along the line. I think where are they going to Guantanamo Bay next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be rerouted again and going to end up trying to go somewhere else. But I do think they're probably going to run out of gas. Um, that's all I have right now. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think the wife is going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more towards the end of the season that he's going to find out. So I don't think it's going to be a love story story on this season. I think maybe it's something that they'll save for next season to make it exciting. Um, what else? Obviously, the virus is going to spread on the ship. Yeah. I think we saw it on the, at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And 
Mm-mm-mm. I think there's going to be a big... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, no, no. you. <laughs> I was thinking, so I don't... Go ahead. I think there's going to be a huge thing between the assistant, um, the rest of the boat, and whoever he's talking to. Because um, he said in Russian something along the lines of, they're not going to America, I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. So it's like he expected them to go home to America because something is waiting for exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Or... or I took it as people were going to wait for them there. Oh, I guess that was what you mean. Yeah. So I think they're going to now follow them and something big is going to happen. But we see them going to some kind of island and people are all the people are walking around without masks and everything. So that isn't contaminated. Yes. Um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's my prediction is that the virus is not exactly what they think. I don't I, I think they're missing some stuff and it has to do with that uh, assistant who he's cray and all the other people are involved they're cray but i think her studies are going to be a little off and we're going to find out more about it because why yeah if it's airborne why are there people walking around like yeah. nothing i know they're also walking around on the ship like nothing so we're i think we're missing a couple of things there's going to be several twists and plots i also agree with you i think they're going to run out of gas mm-hmm. and i agree with you also that they're going to be attacked by that cray guy the assistant and his people all right. I'll give you two. My first one is this. In the world today, there are a lot of people on outposts that are very isolated from the rest of the world. And if this ship is isolated, they're not the only one. And it's only a matter of time before they find researchers and scientists and military people and people living in the Russian tundra. I don't know. But other people who are isolated, who, who were not affected by this thing and have managed to stay relatively safe. So there are, it's like The Walking Dead exactly. in that regard. You find people. Exactly. The second prediction I have is a little bit different from all three of you. And that is the captain's second in command. That's a bad dude. He wanted to go home, and the captain said, "We've yeah. got we got eighty biohazard suits for two hundred and sixteen people. How do we do that?" The captain, the second guy, are fighting, and I think the second guy is going to try to call it what it is: try to mutiny on some level, and that's going to be the tension between the two of them because he doesn't see eye to eye with the captain, and he already doesn't follow his orders. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that guy up. I totally yeah. forgot about that guy. Yeah, and- me too. And when he said pull straws, yeah, I was like. Did pull, you just say that? Yeah. Pull straws. I couldn't believe that. I was like, really? This is this is what you're going to show to the world? Like, this is the example as the, mm-hmm. one of the leaders of your boat? Pull straws? No. Yeah. Somebody should tell the crew and the crew, you know. He well, should that, go overboard. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> this, isn't a, this isn't a pirate ship, you guys. Like a, we're not going to walk the plane. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. As we get going, social links, Twitter, Instagram, that sort of stuff. Where can they find you guys? You can find me at Charlotte B underscore TV and CharlotteBroadbent.com. You can find me at Rena Brazil on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monty Bolanos. And I'm on Twitter at Bobby DeMiro, on Instagram at Mr. Bobby DeMiro. Remember, guys, pick up Maria's new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, if you haven't already. And this is a premiere after show on the premiere of a new show, The Last Ship. So if you're listening on iTunes, not only do you hit subscribe, but rate us. We want to know what you guys think so far. This is new and getting going, and we want a lot of your feedback. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe if you haven't already, and comment below on YouTube. We would love to talk to you guys about this show all week. That's it. This is The Last Ship, Season 1, Episode 1, Phase 6. Thank you, ladies. We'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz, see you later. later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.